Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Benjamin Netanyahu has declared plainly that an Israeli jet being shot down will not be tolerated. And it's no wonder, is there any country in the world that would tolerate an obvious act of war like this? Of course not. This is just another indicator of the times that we live in. Please prayerfully listen with an open heart today. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's today's Prophecy Update as shared on February 11th, 2018. Netanyahu has said that if Iran continues to try and entrench itself in Syria, and this is key, quote, Israel will stop it. And they are. And that's why they did what they did yesterday. So as this was breaking, it was still kind of fast moving. I decided to go to Twitter. <laughs> I always do so carefully and even prayerfully and uh, read some of the tweets and particularly the uh, tweets from the anti-Israel Arabs, you know, my people. <laughs> and I happened upon a very interesting post that said the following. I want to just share it with you quickly. For sure, the decision to attack the F-16 is not a Syria decision in any way. Syria does not act on its own, nor takes decisions on its own. It is totally under Russia's tutelage. He then provides a link to his Facebook page where he expounds further, saying, quote, So, the attack on the Israeli airplane was the Russian green light, if not according to Russia's instructions. This comes at a time, listen, whereby Lebanon is getting its full rights on the oil, oil embedded in the sea. Lebanon will not be just a sovereign country, but an oil country as well. Oh, well that explains a lot, doesn't it? Where you have oil, you have Russia. And oh, by the way, (laughs) that's why Russia is there. You think that Russia wants to prop up Bashar al-Assad? I hope you understand that Russia and Iran currently control Syria and with it their puppet president, one Bashar al-Assad. Now why is this important and why do we seemingly talk about this almost every week now? Because there are these two 
specific prophecies in the Bible. You see it there on the screen. One of which is Isaiah 17 concerning Damascus, Syria becoming a ruinous heap, total, totally destroyed, so much so, it hasn't happened yet, because the prophecy will be fulfilled when Damascus is uninhabitable. The implication being that there will be a strike, something will happen to Damascus that will render it uninhabitable. That's Isaiah 17, verse 1 specifically. Now, Isaiah 17, verse 1, to me, is the catalyst for the prophecy in Ezekiel 38. What's Ezekiel 38? Bear with me, for those of you who are familiar with these prophecies. Ezekiel 38 is a prophecy, very uh, detailed prophecy with many details in it, about this Russian and Iranian-led alliance that launches an attack, nuclear attack, against Israel. You know why? We're told in Ezekiel 38, very detail, uh, detailed in its prophecy, we have this detail, and this is what we know, the reason why they're going to attack Russia-Iran with this alliance, is to take a spoil, to take something from Israel that Israel has. What is that? Well, one has suggested to take the SP off of spoil, and you have oil and natural gas with it. And that's why, at least for Russia, that's why. For Russia is to take the oil and natural gas belonging to Israel, and for Iran, it's for the destruction of Israel. It is so important to understand that in the Islamic Republic of Iran, Israel cannot exist. Israel must be destroyed in order for their Mahdi, their Messiah, to return. That's what's in it for them. So this is a perfect storm of Iran and Russia and others with for other reasons that come against Israel to attack Israel. And it will come by way of the destruction of Damascus, Syria. Please hear me when I say this. Uh, it's all happening exactly as we were told that it would happen. What we're seeing, I had a conversation yesterday with my neighbor. And I said, do you realize that what we're seeing on, on the news right now and on our news feeds right now is exactly what we were told in the Bible would happen? I mean, very specifically, with the details that were provided in Bible prophecy, everything that is happening is now, that was foretold would happen, is happening even now as we speak. Now, that's the prophetic significance of this. To the question of what does this mean to us today? In order to answer this, we must first understand that Israel is God's prophetic clock. And let me explain why we refer to Israel as God's prophetic clock. All of the prophecies in the Bible are surrounding Israel, specifically Jerusalem, and everything that we're told is going to happen at the time of the end is focused on and happens in and against Israel, not the United States. I don't mean to, uh, you know, be unpatriotic here. But, you know, on the map, uh, the United States is not at the center of the map. God's map, Israel, <laughs> is at the center of the map. 
It's the epicenter, as one has referred to it. Now, it's because of this being God's prophetic clock that we can know what time it is in terms of Bible prophecy and how close we are to the rapture of the church by virtue of that which is happening in Israel and against Israel. And this because what's happening today is exactly what we're told in Scripture would happen prior to that day when the trumpet sounds and the dead in Christ rise first and we who are alive and remain will be caught up Harpazo in the Greek, rapturous, where we get our word rapture transliterated in English. We will be raptured up to meet the Lord in the air. We don't know the day or the hour, but here's what we do know and can know and should know. Just how close it is. God does not want us to be ignorant concerning the nearness of his return. He wants us watching. He wants us ready so that for us it will not be as a thief in the night. It's for this reason that this has profound implications for every single one of us. And this in two different ways as it relates to <coughs> pardon me, believers and non-believers. First for believers, listen to the words of the Savior. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 21, verse 28, Jesus is speaking, he says, Now, when these things, key word, begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads. Why? Because your redemption draws near. What things? Oh, the things that I told you were going to happen. When you see things that I told you were going to happen, begin to happen, you need to look up and lift up your heads because that means I'm coming very soon and your redemption draws very near. That's for believers, for non-believers. Listen to what Jesus also said in John's gospel, chapter 14, verse 29. Jesus is speaking. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. Can I say it this way? What this means is that believers should look up, and you'll forgive the bluntness with which I say this, but non-believers should wake up. Believers, look up! Your redemption draws nigh! Non-believers, wake up! Now, wake up! Don't hit that snooze button, wake up! You were told what was going to happen before it happens, and now it's happening? Wow, I can't believe I yelled without coughing. (laughs) Praise the Lord for that. Okay. I feel better now too, by the way. Believers should look up, non-believers should wake up and become believers. And that's the good news. The bad news should drive every single non-believer to the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Last week I made mention of the quote that 
preaching is telling you what to do, whereas teaching is telling you how to do it. I mention it again this week because in addition to preaching the gospel, I also want to teach you how to respond to the gospel. If you'll just bear with me, we're almost done. First, this is the gospel. This is the gospel, the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Let me read verses 1 through 4. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received... I passed on to you as of first importance that, and here it is, here's the gospel, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel, the good news, that Jesus Christ was crucified, buried, and resurrected from the grave three days later. That's the gospel that's preached Now, give me just two minutes, don't time me, just give me a couple minutes to teach how to respond to the gospel that's preached. It's known simply as the ABCs of salvation, childlike simple. The A is for admit you're a sinner, or if you prefer, acknowledge that you're a sinner and in need of a Savior. Romans 3.10 says, As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again spiritually to enter the kingdom of heaven. And Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages of sin is death. That's the bad news, by the way. We all have a death penalty. We've been sentenced to death because of our sin. That's the bad news. You ready for the good news? Here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. That's the B. And lastly, here's the C. It's for call upon the name of the Lord, or if you prefer, confess with your mouth. And that's what Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, and listen to this now, because this comports with 1 Corinthians 15. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, here's the how. Here's the how. All, Romans 10, 13, who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. How do I, how do I, be saved. How can I get saved? Call upon the name of the Lord, confessing with your mouth, believing in your heart, acknowledging your sin, putting your trust in Him for the forgiveness of your sin by paying in full for all of your sin on that cross almost 2,000 years ago 
and rising again from the dead. Please stand. I want to just share one last thing before we close. You know, I've been doing these prophecy updates for um, 12 years now going on. Started in 2006. It was in that year that I had really sensed that the Lord was impressing upon my heart that we were entering into a time in human history that was the likes of which we had never seen before. That we were entering into the last moments of world history and that the Lord was coming very, very soon. Again, this is back in 2006. So I committed at that time, and since that time we've been doing these prophecy updates every week, week in and week out. Sometimes we'll uh, not have a prophecy update if it's Christmas or Resurrection Sunday. But for the most part, every Sunday we've had uh, a prophecy update. Now, why do I share that? Because I stand before you today in the year 2018, and I'm looking back on all that has happened in the last 12 years. And I have to confess that it is absolute for me, I'm talking about myself personally, it is absolutely stunning. It is astonishing. It is so, I mean, oh, how I wish the English language as faulty as it is possessed the words to describe the urgency of the hour in which we live. I implore you today, as a result of what happened yesterday in Israel and to Israel, the Lord's at the door. The Lord's at the door. And if you're not ready, and you're not right with the Lord, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Today's the day. If you're wandering and astray, and you've gotten away from the Lord... Come back. Come back. There's, there's no time. I'm pleading with you. I, I'm not saying, I know that he's coming at this time or the day or the hour. We don't know the day or the hour. I'm telling you that it is very soon. It is sooner than we could possibly even imagine. Jesus said, behold, I come at an hour you expect not. If God has put somebody in your path for a reason, is to share with them that hope that lies within you. Because people are scared right now. You know that, right? They're seeing what's happening. How about that stock market this last week? You'll forgive me for saying this. I love it when that happens. No, I do. Just give me a couple more minutes. Did I say that a couple minutes ago? I did. It's okay. No, here's why I love it when that happens. Because we as Christians have this propensity to just hold on tightly to this world and the things of this world. This is not our home. We're only passing through. Why are our roots dug down so deep into the soil of this temporal world that is passing away? We're going to be taken out of this place. I can't wait. (laughs) And taken to our eternal home. Why do we have so much invested down here? We have no treasures in heaven. The treasures here, Jesus said in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 34, we lay up treasures here on earth. 
And where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And here's the problem. Those treasures that you lay up down here, they're vulnerable to moth and rust that will destroy them and thief and stock market that that will steal them. I don't know how many trillions of dollars were lost. Some say, oh yeah, but it was an all-time high. Oh really? Wow. How's that working out for you? It's, um, I believe, God's way of loosening our grip on this world and the things of this world to ready us for the next. And again, I implore you, if you're not ready, I'm, I'm, you don't want to see a grown man cry. <laughs> you do every week, but <laughs> I'm begging you, please. I'm begging you. Before it's too late, I'm begging you. Listen, when I am standing before the Lord on that great and final day, and he says to me, I, I want him to say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. And I want you to be there too. Because I want to be able to point to you, you're going to be in a different line. My line's going to, because we're judged by a much higher standard, so my line's going to be really, will you wave to me up there on your way in? Because you're going to get in before me, and I'll be there. I mean, hey, you know what I mean? But please don't go, I've never seen that guy in my life. No, I'll, <laughs> I want to be able to point to you and say, they, they were in my church, the, the church that I was privileged to pastor, And they responded to the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. And that's why they're here. That's fruit added to my account. Is that selfish? It is. That's what the Apostle Paul says. Fruit added to my account. There. (laughs) That's another reason why my line's going to take a lot longer. He has to do all the the calculations. I want to see you there. Is what I'm saying. I want to see you there. And if you're here today and you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I'm begging you. I'm begging, I'm pleading you, with you, to do so today before you leave. Will you? And if you're watching online, I'm begging you. Don't put it off. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for telling us what's going to happen before it happens. So that when we see it begin to happen, we can look up knowing that our redemption draws nigh. And Lord, thank you for telling us what's going to happen before it happens so that those who do not know you begin to see it happen, that they will put their trust in you and call upon you and be saved. Lord, I pray that today for anyone here in this church today or is watching this by some way online anywhere in the world, maybe even in Syria, or in my birthplace of Lebanon. I know we have subscribers in Lebanon and Syria and Iraq and Iran. Many in Russia. Lord, I pray for anyone that today has heard the truth that they will be set free because you are the truth and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. 
Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.